Are you ready? A shot of wrestling. Episode 294. And away we go. Welcome to another episode of A Shot of Wrestling. I'm your host at Mark J. Party. Join, as always, Marcus Schwan. Marcus, how you doing, buddy? What is going on, everyone? It is your favorite actor, Mark Schwan, in the house, getting closer and closer to episode 300, buddy. Into never close. Wild. Yep. Can you believe it? Fucking nuts. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, the world doesn't end before we get to 300, man. We talk about milestones on the show, and you've asked me numerous times. Did I ever think you'd still be on the show? Or, like, did you ever think the show would still be here when I came on board? When you first started the show, do you think you would still be here? Do you think you still If I thought... Yeah, do you think... When you started the show, do you think, oh, this show won't last that long? Well, I'll, I'll hang out. Here we are with the doorstep of 300. When I first came on, I thought it was just, like, a one-and-done thing, honestly. It's supposed to be, right? Um, I think that's what it was supposed to be. Yeah, I think you are just a random, and, random guest fill-in. Yeah, and then, like, me and you hit it off. We had fun, and you you, you, you opened the door for me. Like, hey, man, you'll come back on. Yeah. You're more welcome to, and I took you up on that. <laughs> and um, here we are, <laughs> three years later. No fucking nuts, man. Is it three years? Or f- I don't even know how long it is anymore. I don't remember. But something like that. Yeah, man. Three hundred. Can't wait. I can't believe it. You know, I was, uh, I was talking to my wife the other day, actually about you, right? And, um, you know, professional wrestling, ever since I got into this world, you know, it, it's been a lot of fun for me. And, you know, the past couple of years during the during the pandemic it's been very different because of the fact that i really haven't been as involved as i'd like to this actually this podcast has allowed me to have some of an outlet to get still be involved in a very different way yeah uh but you know i said one of the coolest things i think about me getting involved here is i developed a really good friendship a close friendship here with you michael J. oh that's sweet so thanks cheers to you man cheers bud uh and the fact that I'm still friends with you, even though you took me to Atlantic City and got me COVID, it says it says it says, it says things. I, I I didn't get you COVID. You, we, I mean, we both got COVID together. If, if anything, it was karaoke that got us COVID. It was those uh, Trump DeSantis people. God, great fucking night. inside jokes. inside jokes. Being American. Oh gosh. <laughs> hey, buddy, isn't that Trump's theme song? <laughs> right on cue. Trump twenty twenty four. Boom, mic drop. Let's change the subject. Let's please. I don't want to get started on this rant again. Yeah, okay. All right, let's go. Let's go. What do you got? I had an interesting week. A lot of ups, a lot of downs. Okay. A couple weeks ago, Marcus, I wanted to pre-order WE 2K22. All mapped oh, out. Oh, yeah. You tagged me on your posts. All mapped out about it. Had it mapped out. I'm like, all right, let me pre-game it. What version do I want to get? Either the deluxe or the NWO version. I got I don't know. So I go online to see the difference. I'll get the deluxe. I can't find my GameStop card any, credit card anywhere. It's only three spots it could be. It's not there. And I've seen it numerous times. Of course, I can't find it now. So I'm like, all right, let me wait a couple weeks. It'll probably turn up. Well, it didn't turn up. So this Tuesday was the early, early release. 
I'm like, oh man, I gotta fucking give up. So I ended up pre-ordering it and paying for it up front myself. But still enough time for I can get it the day it's released. Thursday, the 10th. So I wake up Thursday the 10th, you know, dreading going to work. I'm like, All right, at least I can come home tonight. There's not much on TV besides Impact. I can come home, play the game for a little bit, and at least enjoy myself. Check Amazon. Expected delivery date, 3.10 before 9 p.m. Well, Marcus, around uh, 7 o'clock, it's in Texas. Oh, no way. Okay. I check around 9, 9 o'clock. It's in San Antonio, Texas. Like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> so now I'm even more fucking pissed off because I didn't have it when I came home. Now I'm waiting for it, and it's not fucking here. And it's, I get it the next day. Like, if I don't get it by the 12th, if I didn't get it by Saturday, I can get my money back. But of course I get it today, the 11th. I can't complain because the shipping you, was free. I can't complain about anything. You got it. No, you so can't. So I got it today. This okay. sounds like first world problems, honestly. Oh, absolutely. I do not deny that. There's a war in yeah, Ukraine. Yeah, people in Ukraine. I'm yeah, about but... <laughs> no, Mark, I've been watching wrestling my whole life. Same. I've also been playing video games my whole life. I can't relate. The little that I've played this game tonight has blown my mind. This game is Are you serious? fucking amazing. Are you serious? Like, I have a nine-year-old TV. It's 1080p, LED, HD, 3D. A lot of letters there. Uh, I cannot imagine how much better this game would be if I had the Xbox, the newest one. I think it's Series X and a 4K TV. Because what I'm seeing now is mind-blowing. I, I was watching it today, and I'm, I think back to the games I have here. Even the game from, like, the Nintendo, Super Nintendo, like, the Xbox. How far the graphics have come. What I do sometimes, I'll play, the first game I always play is Triple H versus a scrub to get used to the controls, right? The next couple, okay. next couple games I do is uh, like big multi-man matches just to do the entrances. I don't play okay. the game. Once the entrance is done, I quit. I do more. There are several entrances out. I think it was Hulk Hogan, John Cena. I think it was Trish Stratus. I forgot who it was. But for a split second, I wish I could pause it and take a picture for you. It looks so real. Like the, Interesting. The, the certain camera angles they're using. It looks very real. I'm like, holy shit. Even I had to do a double take. I'm playing a video game. I know it's a video game. I had to do a double take. I'm like, what the fuck is this? So far, so good. This great. This game is fucking amazing. I'm doing the my career mode. I just created my guy. Then SmackDown started, so I haven't really done it. So tomorrow, I'm ready to hit the ground running. It's fucking amazing. I'm shocked because I I have to say I I've seen some footage on social media, and I have to say I was not that impressed with the graphics. I thought the graphics. Uh, I, I feel like they went kind of backwards in a sense because oh, really? I, I could have sworn I, I could have sworn like I've seen like better graphics than like you know 2K19 maybe or, oh, or, no. or earlier versions. Maybe like, they seemed like pretty fake. Agree, disagree. The, these graphics right now, again, I only, I've only played a little bit. I only played it for like a um, half hour. How's the gameplay? The game they changed the whole engine around, so it's totally different, but yet the same. If that makes sense. Okay. Okay. Like there's still a button for a light punch. Strong punch and grapple, but if you're in grapple, is only it, the controls are different. It, it takes getting used to, but if you play the game enough, you're used to it. I'm oh, sure. It, right. It sounds very stupid, but if it, you, if you know what I'm talking about, it makes sense. It does it feel smooth though? Does it feel like, like a wrestling game, or does it feel like I got like an arcade game? No, it feels like a wrestling game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've played. I've played a little bit more to get used to the controls and stuff because now the signature and finisher moves are a little bit different. The, okay. way, the way you build them up. I'm like, oh, what the fuck is this? But uh, so far, so good. I'm really happy I got it. Really enjoying this. I'm looking forward to creating you so I can kick <laughs> I'm, your ass. I'm looking forward to it as well because you do a good job creating me, I have to say. Uh, I was talking to a friend of the show, Cheyenne, the voice Ortiz. 
uh, about this, and he was saying that the uh, the modes are really are pretty much excellent. He was, I think he was saying, uh, especially the GM mode. Uh, he was talking about. I heard a lot of good things about that. Yeah. And now I remember back when I used to play video games, GM mode, uh, SmackDown versus Raw was my favorite aspect of the game. Like I would just kind of skip uh, skip classes in college yeah. to like <laughs> you know create my own shit going on here because that's how much I was, was invested into it. But you know, every, then they got rid of it, and it's been absent for God, how many years? Like a decade, pretty much now, right? It's been different variants of it, but yeah, the, exactly. My GM mode has been different. Now it's more like very high tech and detailed because now you got to worry about budgets, like cards, like audiences, sponsors. I'm like, this is kind of seems like too much in detail, but I'm looking forward to diving into. I that. love, I love it, man. I, I wish, uh, I wish I had time to play a video game actually because I think I would probably get this. And so my favorite part is creating myself, doing my character, my career mode. And the last couple of years, I've been creating you, created Green Man over the years. I think last year, I can create, create Eric Jaden. It's fun. But it takes a lot of time to create somebody. And I want to take, like, take a lot of time to create somebody. You got to create their moveset. You got to create their fucking entrance. And I love creating entrances because it's, it's, right. it's fun. And yours, I always give you like a very, either a feminine one or a stupid stupid one. Of course you did. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> and it's, no, it's just for me. Like You don't come over here. We don't play it. We're adults. We don't come over to each other's house to play video games. So it's not like I could show you it. I can't. It's on a video game, so I can't like share it social media either. But man, I think I got your entrance so far. Again, I, when I did a multi-man match, I saw Happy Corbin's entrance. I'm like, this could be Mark Schwann's entrance. Oh boy. Oh man. So once I create you, I want, I want to see how it pairs up. I'm not, so so far, I think I've gotten half the battle done. I have to say, I am looking forward to seeing this. <laughs> For the last several years of these games, uh, the 2K games, you can they have uploads, so you can upload your own shit to the game server and install it on your character. Right. So, of course, I've been doing, for the last, what, four or five years, shot a wrestling logo. I don't see an option for it this time. No? So, I'm like, how the fuck am I going to create Mug J Putty if I can't do the shot of wrestling t-shirt? So, oh, again, no. I'm still early in the infancy, so I'll go, hopefully this weekend I can bang it out this bomb cyclone coming towards us. I'll have time to dive into it further, but so far, so you know good. how it goes, man. So far, so good. But um, I'm really enjoying it. If you got the game, you know what I'm talking about. And I got the deluxe edition, so I got like everybody's unlocked. All the legends are unlocked. All the arenas are unlocked. All the belts are unlocked. I got everything unlocked. It's fucking great. I have four versions of the Undertaker. It's fantastic. So looking forward to playing this game. And I know the game's been trending all week because people are looking forward to it. It's probably the it's biggest wrestling video game of all time. So that's what's trending this week. Let's get right to it. Mark Schwann, thank you for being here. I've been your host at Michael J. Putty. Until next week. Whoa. Whoa, wait, wait, wait. So time out, time out, time out. Wait, we got, we have, we have more stuff that's trending, bro. No, but I remember, I, you, you just heard me. I got a fucking game to play. So, can we just, can we just wrap yeah. this up now? No, no. I mean, we have responsibilities. You know, we have, we have a sponsor. You we sound have... like my mother. Oh, you know, Mike, you no. can't, you can't do the home, you can't play your video game until your homework's done. I mean, we have an audience that that you know they're loyal. You know, we we kind of owe it to them to do this. Okay, mom. All right, put, put put down the controller. Put down the controller. I see it. Anywho, what's trending oh, today? Stone Cold, Stone Cold Steve Austin, ladies what? and gentlemen, has what? He's been trending quite a bit recently, more than usual. Uh, it's not some sort of nostalgia trip here. Uh, it is indeed true. Kevin Owens called him out on Monday Night Raw and at WWE. Oh hell yeah! Steve Austin has accepted. Kevin Owens, WrestleMania 38 invitation. Here's a clip, guys, of what Stone Cold had to say. 
19 years ago, I wrestled my last match in a WWE ring. After three rock bottoms, one, two, three, I lost the match. And for 19 years, I've had to live with that defeat, knowing my time was up. Kevin Owens, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for waking something up deep inside me that I've kept buried for 19 years. Ever since you started running that damn mealy mouth of yours talking about the state of Texas, the great state of Texas, you got my attention. And why would you want to do that, Kevin? I can think of two reasons. One, you are one dumb son of a bitch. And two, you are fixing to get your ass kicked by Stone Cold Steve Austin. Whether you want to call this a KO show, a match, a fight, a brawl, whatever, I will guarantee you this. In Dallas, Texas, where I started my career at WrestleMania, Stone Cold Steve Austin is going to open up one last can of whoop-ass on you, Kevin Owens. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Now, a lot of people are very excited, buddy, that Stone Cold is coming back. A lot of people, yeah. Uh, a lot of people are. And, and, you know, there was confusion because people thought it was going to be a match of Stone Cold versus Kevin Owens. Now it seems like it's going to be a, a big, spectacular KO show, a stupendous show, <laughs> if you will. Uh, but, you know, there are reports coming out here. Wrestling News at Wrestling News Co. Jim Ross, spoken on record here. Jim Ross, I talked to Steve Austin. He didn't sound overwhelmingly enthusiastic about WWE WrestleMania plans. Hmm. That's interesting. According to Russell Pierce at Russell Pierce, Steve Austin and Kevin Owens is, you know, they will have a confrontation at WrestleMania, but it is not clear if that will be a match or not anymore. It's essentially up to Austin at this point. And that's according to Dave Meltzer, uh, thanks to Russell Pierce. So it seems like going back and forth here, uh, initially there's going to be a match. Now it's not going to be a match. Uh, Stone Cold, apparently disappointed or not, not enthusiastic. What, what, what do you make of this? Do you, do you feel like plants are scrapped? Do you think it's a health issue going on here? What's up? The man's in his 50s. He hasn't wrestled in 19 years. Of course, it's a health issue. I told yeah. you last week, a week ago, we talked about it. I don't, don't want him coming back for a match. I don't see him coming back for a match. I thought maybe maybe be surprised. Like, he did WrestleMania in Dallas at, what, 32 it was? So I can believe he wasn't too thrilled about plans. But obviously, whatever plans have been cleared up, he's all in on it right now. I believe, I believe Jim Ross, but I believe that was like months or two ago. I believe everything's been cleared up now. I believe the plans are in motion or set. Obviously, they are because he did that video. I'm still curious See, what I'm, happens, I'm, but he mentioned because it seems to be a KO show. So it's going to just be the same bit that happened at WrestleMania 32. The people comes in the ring, right. cut a promo, hits, the, hits him with a stunner and goes about his day. But right. in that clip we just played, he did mention... He has one more can of basketball to give out. Whether you want to call it yes. a KO show, you want to call it a brawl, you want to call it a match, you want to call it a fight, he's down for whatever. So why is he saying those words? Not Kevin Owens, not E. He's saying those right. words. So I'm curious. I don't see it being a match. It's going to be a KO show that, of course, leads to a brawl of some sort. Is it going to be a street fight? Like, what is this going to be? Because, yeah, you're right. This is what I want to talk about right here. That promo by Stone Cold sounded like he's ready for an actual fight. Yeah. Sounds like he was gearing up for a match here. Uh, because, you know, we've heard Stone Cold plenty of times going back, you know, putting a nostalgia act and, um, you know, getting the mic. And, 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 you know, yeah, he'll do a, 
he'll do a stunner here and there, drink a beer and call it a day. This was a fired up Stone Cold. This is like a guy who's getting ready for a match. And then you hear the reports that, I mean, you, you hear from, of course, from, from WWE saying it's the KO show. Uh, and then you hear Jim Ross saying Stone Cold's disappointed. Do you, do you feel like maybe Stone Cold's disappointed that it's not a match? Or do you feel like hmm. that maybe Stone Cold's disappointed in the fact that, that he has to come back? Like, it kind of reminds me of like when John Cena had that promo against Roman Reigns. I'm here because you can't do your job. Well, that was that was great. That was that was some truth to that one. This one, I think, I don't think Stone Cold had any any urges to come back. They sold him on it um, when he did that promo, and Kevin Owens. It's being sold as the Kevin Owens show, the most spectacular KO show of all time. What I'm thinking might happen to be might be um, like a uh, festival of friendship where it was just like the beatdown brawl. Well, they get into a scuffle, they get into a fight. It won't be a match. I don't think it's going to be like a lengthy street fight, a big to do. But they'll brawl it out, and Stone Cold will kick his ass. Kevin Owens will make a comeback. He- Stone Cold will come back, kick his ass some more, kick him the stunner, and here we go, beer bath, and it's over. Talk do you to, think Austin will take any? Do you, do you think? Do you think Austin will take any bumps? Yeah, he has to. You will. Yeah, yes. we, we 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 haven't seen him take a bump. No, he'll, he'll definitely take some bumps. Again, he's going to kick Kevin Owens' ass. Kevin Owens will probably make a comeback of some sort. Either it'll be a low blow or like an eye gouge, and then he'll hit him with like a chair. He'll, he'll hit him with a chair, whatever's in the ring at the time. So Stone Cold gets he'll, he'll get his comeuppance. But of course, Stone Cold make a comeback, and he'll come out on top. Yeah, I, I mean, think it's going it, maybe it'll, not, not even ten minutes. It'll be, it'll be nice for the crowd of Texas. It'll be nice for the Stone Cold diehards, and of course, you know, for WrestleMania, you always get. Like, I feel like I'm keeping on using this word right now. The nostalgia here, uh, the nostalgic fans that. Want to check out WrestleMania because they haven't watched wrestling so long, but they hear Stone Cold's going to be there, so I, they feel like they have to watch it for whatever reason. But here's the thing, you know, like I feel like do you feel like WWE is making a mistake going back to the well so many times, going back to the legends here, like, you know, people like Stone Cold, uh, people like Undertaker, they they pretty much use them till the guys pretty much can't move anymore. Brock Lesnar, you, you know, like Goldberg, you know, they keep on going back to, the, to these older guys and. I guess what I'm really asking is Stone Cold taking a spot from someone else. That was always been six years of the show Green Man's thing. You bring somebody in, you're taking a spot from somebody else. But it's freaking AT&T Stadium in the heart of Texas, Dallas. And you're trying to sell out this place for two fucking nights, over 100,000 seats. Stone Cold's going to do that for you. He's still the fucking draw. But, do we, but here's the thing, though. Like back, back in, like say, like the, the mid-2000s even. Mm-hmm. You know, back in the '90s, you know, do, WWE never really had to do that. They never had to like go back to a legend to bring them to come back to help sell out a crowd. Like they they had the stars already developed to do that. that maybe they would bring it. Maybe they would bring a celebrity every now and then, but that would be it. You know, like Johnny Knoxville, I guess, would be a celebrity this year. But there's three celebrities I, this year. I, I, I don't know. What's that? There's three: Johnny Knoxville, Logan Paul, Matt McAfee. Fucking. Star started. Oh, yeah, I mean Pat Pat McAfee is like part of WWE, so I won't really count him so much in that. But he's I, okay, yeah, I forgot. That's an attraction. I forgot. I forgot. I, I forgot about Logan Ball. You're right. We so all do. Two. It's fine. No, but I, I just it, it just seems like WWE. It just um, it just feels like that they're in trouble. Maybe that's where Stone Cold's disappointment's coming in from. That the fact that they that he has to come back. They feels he has to come back for this. Where think- it seems like he's it seems like he's good and fine being retired. He's, he has been for 19 years. I don't. There's a reason he's coming back. I'm not sure if it's the money 
I'm not sure if it's storyline. I'm not sure maybe he just wants one more itch in him. I don't think it's desperate. I don't think yeah, they're, uh, I don't think they're making him do it. I don't think you, you can't make Stone Cold do something he doesn't want to do. He's fun. No, he has, no, a, you he has a great can't. career. He has a decent acting career. He has his talk show. He has a podcast. He doesn't need to do this. He's got a great IPA. Yeah. So I don't think this is a desperate move. I don't think they're forcing him to do it. They're not making him do it. I think he, he was intrigued by the opportunity. Actually, doesn't have to travel. It's in his hometown. Based on what we saw today, um, this past week with Kevin Owens and this promo by Stone Cold, I don't think it's going to be what you talked about two weeks ago, like a battle for a battle on promos for the weeks to come. We're not going to see Stone Cold in WrestleMania. Yeah, I mean, that's the unfortunate part, probably, is the fact that we're not going to see the back and forth. But I'm curious to see how they keep this angle going. So we'll see it's how it, that goes here. What's Kevin Owens do for the next three weeks? It's interesting. Right, exactly. I mean, does Shawn Michaels, does he have a confrontation with Shawn Michaels? Because he's used his name quite a few times. We'll see. We'll see. But moving on to what's been trending. So, as everyone knows, we record our shows Friday night. We record right after SmackDown. Well, SmackDown, there was a lot of stuff trending during SmackDown today, man. Ryan Satin at Ryan Satin. Pete Dunn is now known as the Butch. Hashtag SmackDown. I couldn't believe that, buddy. When when they when they brought Pete Dunn out and they called him Butch, yeah. I, I I just froze. First of all, I was I was happy to see Pete Dunn uh, on on the main roster there, but yeah. then when they uh, when they said his name, well, Sean Ross Sapp here kind of hits on the head. Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful.com at Sean Ross Sapp. Holy shitting fuckballs! They renamed Pete Dunn. Butch and put him with Seamus and Ridge Holland. He goes on 10 minutes later. They've given us about 10 minutes to digest his name change from Pete Dunn to Butch, and yep, it's horrible. I think a lot of people had a similar reaction to Sean Ross over there. I, I, I have to admit, I was one of them. Fightful Wrestling at Fightful says, like, I don't mind Pete Dunn being paired with Seamus and Ridge Holland, but that name change is just yikes. Hashtag SmackDown. Putty, what are your thoughts on Pete Dunn? A, being part of the main roster, I think great for him. But now the whole name change, Butch, like Pete Dunn was never a thing. What do you think? Yeah, it's about time. I mean, I think he's run his course in NXT, especially the new trend they're going with. He definitely had to get a call to the main roster. Happy's up. I think it's a great pairing with Sheamus and um, Rich Holland. I think that fits well with that little trio, especially what they were, I think, what they were going for a three on three at WrestleMania. A- a- Everyone's calling them Peaky Blinders. <laughs> oh, really? That's Which funny. I definitely see. I don't give a shit about the name change. Like, Butch, that's what you're going with, not Pete Dunn? Really? Okay, that's fine. Yeah, everyone got their panties on or not about fucking Gunther, but yet no one's talking about it anymore. We accepted it. Okay, it's Gunther now. Okay, that's uh, fine. No, they, they, it was brought up quite a bit. That and Dewdrop was brought up quite a bit tonight. Uh, yeah, tonight because the name changed. But if, if Pete Dunn didn't come out as Butch tonight, we would be, be talking about Gunther and Dewdrop. We're over it. We moved on. Okay. It's over with. Now we accept Butch. See what happened with Butch. Not as cool a name as Pete Dunn, especially the legacy he had in NXT. But I'm right. Like, I don't, I, I'm, I I'm actually, looking forward to the future for him. His in-ring credentials will erase any doubt he has. Oh, now it's going to be Butch. Now it's fine. So many name changes. So many character changes. Well, though, with. because like it, it, it's very odd that they do this because of the fact that Pete Dunn is he's got he established himself as Pete Dunn for such a long time. It's yep. not like you know. He's a newbie and like, all right, let's change his name real fast. Let's take him off TV a bit and change his name. They, they didn't even have that. You know, like Pete Dunn, like people knew who he was. I mean, hell, he was even under Royal Rumble at one point. Yeah. You know, so 
we we know who Pete Dunne is. And hell, not for nothing, Pat McAfee's doing commentary for SmackDown. Pat McAfee teamed with Pete Dunne in yeah. NXT during War Games, and we're supposed to expect no mention of this at all. They they kind of alluded to it, but they didn't yeah. actually address this. It, it, it's just um, why would they? Again, how many times we talked about it, on the show? It, it, the majority of their audience. The majority, um, yeah, the majority of their audience does not watch NXT. Remember, it used to be us. He's called who's this guy? Oh, this person. If we were, if we didn't watch NXT, oh, Butch, who's Butch? Okay, we'd be, we'd be fine. And that's the most of the people watching SmackDown tonight. Us internet marks, us diehard wrestling fans, you know, are the same thing. Funny. Oh, what? But most people like, oh, who's Butch? Because right, we so talk about it all the time. So There's funny. no There's disconnect. People don't watch NXT. So I was I listened to our show back from last week, right? And I actually I wanted to bring this up today. And I'm glad you brought this up because I was thinking after I heard it back, what we said last week about this, you know, the, the numbers kind of averaged out from what I remember when we were paying attention to ratings, about like around 600,000 or so uh, for ratings for NXT. And usually the ratings for SmackDown Raw taper out for about a million, right? Okay. So that, that means most of the audience have watched NXT. 60% of that audience know NXT. Okay. So I would understand if it was like, I would understand it maybe if it was 40% of the audience only watch NXT, then yeah, all right, fine. Most of the audience is not watching, but most of the audience know NXT. They know it pretty well. You know, have some sort of consistency is basically what I'm trying to say here. You know, make it make sense. I, I, I think the writers and, and Vince McMahon, the creatives of B, just treat the audience like we're a bunch of dummies. They also remember they don't give a shit about NXT. They don't give. They don't they care. Don't, but they, but but they should though because that's that's the future. That, that's the fu- that's the future generation here. I feel like I feel like Don. I feel like the name the name Butch. He's buried. He's buried right away. No, not at all. It's a brand new start. I would did not even brand new start. Yeah. Stop stop shitting on it before he gets a chance to do anything. Let's see what Butch can do. I feel like just just happened a couple months ago with the call up, the name change, and then this person's fine now. I forgot who it was. Uh, probably, probably who was it? I don't remember. I'm trying to think of it now. It probably wasn't that recent. But yeah. Bearcat? No. Is it, look, he's in AEW now? No, I just... Why are we shitting on Butch? Just give him a fucking chance. Stop shitting on everything just to shit on something. Yeah, I understand Pete Dunne had a great career in NXT. Great career in NXT UK. But now he's Butch. Now he's teamed up with Sheamus. Now he's right. the bottom of the rung. Let's see what he Let's can do. Long-term. And we know what right, he can right. do. He's great in the ring. Let's, think Let's see what his matches do. Let's think long-term. Let's think long-term. Okay. Is Butch. You hear that name? Butch. You're world heavyweight champion. Can you see that? Yes. I can't. I can see that. No. Butch. Yeah. Walter? Butch. You can see Walter. That's a horrible you see name. Walter is champion? Walter is a fucking dominant. Walter? It's a fucking Walter, stupid, stupid ass fucking name. Well, the, he's what cool had wa- that for such long. He what cool the, Walter do you know? I don't know that. any cool Walter. Every time I see a Walter on TV, he's a fucking nerd. A douche. But yeah, Walter dominated NXT UK. Okay. He made the most of it. I think Butch... What Peak Dunn can do, it's just a name. Butch with that character. Yeah. No way. Yeah. I think no way. So what, what character is it? It's the same character he was in NXT. A brawler. A bruiserweight. Re- Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn had to it was it's definitely more of like a marquee name than Butch. Not for nothing. No, there, yes. there, there you were right. It's a, it's a marquee you, name, you asked, yes. You asked, you asked me before the show, right? Yeah. You asked me before the show about any names for my daughter. Picking a name is very hard. Yeah. Because yeah. especially when you're, especially when you're responsible for an adult, you know you want to pick the right name because hey, okay, going to like my whole thing, what I do, it's part of the brand, it's part of the brand. 
right? A lot goes in the name because you pick up right away. I hear a name and I put, automatically put associations with that name. Butch? Butch? I don't picture a champion at all. I picture a lackey. And that, that's exactly what he's going to be, a lackey here. No. Until he goes on to AW Impact or back to the Indies. My honest thoughts. That's fine. Agree, disagree. I'm, I'm not going to shit on it for one night. He kicked Kofi Kingston's ass. So obviously he's still the Bruiser White's still there. Just a name change. And, it's fine. So if you get if you get, way, if you get a role for a TV show and you find out your character's name is some, some like say Butch and you're just a fucking lackey, you're gonna be like, oh, I don't want this. No, you're gonna you're gonna accept the role, you're gonna make the fucking most of it because you're a great actor, you're gonna fucking kill that role, buddy. Pete Dunn's a great wrestler, he's gonna show everybody what he can do, and give it a couple months' time, people are like, Oh, Butch is fucking awesome. I love Butch. I can't wait for Butch to turn on Sheamus. I, I, I don't see that, man. That's fine. Just like, you know, with, I know you don't. with Piper Nevin. Piper, Piper Nevin, like, Dewdrop. I don't picture Dewdrop being a marquee name. Well, they explained her name. name. They explained her name, uh, Eva Marie, yeah, the Neptime. Eva Marie, exactly. Yeah. No, so I get I'm it. I'm surprised they kept it. the name. I am surprised they kept the name, but. I'm really surprised they kept the name. From what I hear, everybody in the business, in that locker room, everyone behind the scenes is very high on Dewdrop. So I'm going to see what they're. Well, that do name you drop the person or do you drop the name? The person, the, the wrestler. Because she can. Yeah, no, Piper, Piper Nevin is a, a. She's a good wrestler. So I wonder she, if well, the, she has been for a while. Happens. I'm not going to share anybody's fucking name. It's what they do in the ring. I'm, I'm looking forward to watching them. But, you know, you, you mentioned about Kofi Kingston before. Uh, I'm glad you kind of brought that up because there was something else big that happened on SmackDown during that match. Oh, actually, Big E took a, a massive bump where right away, like, I cringed when I saw it, and I immediately went to Twitter to see if, I, if I'm the only one. My eyes deceived me what I just saw. Uh, everyone else expressing their concerns right away for yeah. Big E. Did not look good at all. Putty, you said there's an update, actually, right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I turned my head away, and I heard Michael Cole saying the uh, EMTs are working on, like, what the fuck happened? So I went back and watched it. You just hit it in the hill. Cringe. I'm like, oh, no. It reminded me of the, the spot uh, Madcap Moss took at the Elimination Chamber. Remember, he just landed on his fucking neck. He was able to yeah. walk away scot-free, thank God. Uh, Biggie, not so lucky. Biggie posted to his social media an update live via the hospital room. This is what he had to say. I can't thank all of you beautiful people enough for all of your concern and your messages. It's very heartwarming. Uh, I can move all my digits. You see that? That's nice. That's always a good thing. Um, strength feels fine. But unfortunately, uh, right now, they tell me my neck is broken. So there's that. But uh, once again, thank you, everybody. I'm going to be all right. I'll be good. Don't worry. Go to sleep. Don't worry about all me. But uh, for real, thank you. And uh, I appreciate all of you. For real. Oh, God, dude. Oh. Broken freaking neck. That's the last thing you want to hear. And especially like for someone like Big E, who uh, was definitely, he, he, he had a, such a massive push mm-hmm. towards the latter half of last year. You expect good things for him. Even in that video, man, you found out some devastating news, like potentially career-ending news. Could be, yeah. And he's still staying so positive about it. You have to, you have to be, man. You, you'd, you'd wish to be, but, like, no, I mean, I don't know how I'd respond if someone told me like that news and then, boom, right away, I'm going live to explore my, uh, my fans. What's up? Yeah. He probably put on a brave face. I'm sure he's fucking devastated because not only – you never want to break your neck. Not only do you ever want to have a devastating injury like this, not only a career-threatening injury, it's right before WrestleMania. Right. You, you are, made, right. You are exactly. definitely in the cards. You definitely see what the prompt of either going to be a tag team match or a three-on-three match. 
and that now everything's gone out the window. Uh, it just sucks. I'm happy he's okay. I'm happy like, they were stretching him out. He gave the thumbs up to the crowd. He's- I was I was worried that I, I'm glad like he still has uh, he still is functioning though. He can still function. He can still moves yeah. his uh, the rest of his body because I really thought for I I feared the worst because I saw his body kind of go limp. Yeah. After after the bump, and I say, oh my God, he could be paralyzed. Mm-hmm. Could have been dangerous, scary, scary shit. But thankfully, he's okay. Yeah. Well, has one can be with a broken fucking neck, but so, so what does this mean for Kofi Kingston now? So Xavier Woods on the shelf. So is Big E. So New Day is pretty much all but over right now. What's well, thing? That's what I think they're preparing Xavier Woods to come back. That's why they're boarding Butch. Maybe leading to a three on three match. So I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I don't know. I haven't read anything. I don't know anything that Xavier Woods is on his way back. And hopefully back he'll be back in time for WrestleMania. Then we lose that third guy. You do a two on two. Like what do you do with the third guy now? So we don't know. Is they it, don't even it, know. We just find out. It's only it two co- hours. So we'll see what happens. Is it Cody Rhodes? No, that's a, you don't want to bring him back in that spot. Like it, it, it doesn't seem like they have anything really planned for Cody Rhodes right now. Uh, the rumors about Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins, maybe. Who knows, dude? Yeah, well, they, he's not Who even knows? signed yet. So why bother thinking about him if he's not going to come back? You put Braun Breaker, Breaker in there. Yeah, Champa, you 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 call you call someone up. Yeah, Champa would be bad. And, and then you call him by someone else's name. <laughs> Maybe. See what happens. But everything's up in the oh, air right now. Again, oh, this is this breaking news. We're doing the show Friday night. It just happened what hours ago. So everything's up in the air. They have three weeks to figure it out. We shall see, buddy. I, I'm, I'm just glad Biggie ultimately is okay. He's in good spirits, but you know I do wish him a speedy recovery. Yes. Uh, with that being said, though, there we are. We, we do have more things trending here. The biggest thing I've seen all weekend, it's been like a weird week as far as this goes. A lot of it was Stone Cold Steve Austin. A lot of it was, as you mentioned before, uh, 2K22. WWE on BT Sport at BT Sport WWE. It doesn't have to be in order. One, two, three, four, five. Who are your top WWE superstars of all time? Lots of debates about this all over Twitter for days, I feel like. Well, people range from the Undertaker being on this list. Stone Cold Steve Austin, of course. Shawn Michaels making a lot of people's list. Eddie Guerrero, Bret Hart, it, it range over John Cena. It, lots of different range over here. Uh, Putty it had me thinking, dude. You know, usually we do like a three count, but this seems like it's going to be like a five count here. Who are your top five WWE superstars of all time? Oh man, that's a tough. Quote. I can easily think of ten off the bat. To narrow it down to five, there are so many. It's a rotating door for that fifth spot, buddy. So let me think about it. All right, here we go. Troy Michaels, Triple H, Owen oh, Hart, okay. Mr. Perfect. Mm. That fifth spot is a rotating door, buddy. So I uh, just, you know, I got to pick one. There's no wrong answer here. Batista. I'm surprised Batista wasn't higher in that list. Not, I, I know there's no particular order, order, but not an order. I, I know it's not an order, but you know, I'm surprised Batista wasn't the first one out of your mouth because uh, I know how much you love Batista. Right. Okay, no, I mean that's a, that's a very respectful list. I, I, I think it, I, I think it goes against the grain here because a lot of very popular mainstream answers that people have given here, uh, except with, in my opinion, I think the um, the outlier here has been Eddie Guerrero was a popular answer, but like yeah. I feel like he. That it's not the first name people really think of. Good, respectful list, buddy. I, I like it. Uh, I'm going to go here. All right, this is tough for me. So this is my own personal all-time. Uh, so I'm going to go with Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, 
Charlotte Flair, Ric Flair. Oh. Mm-hmm. Fifth spot, tough one. Oh man, Randy Orton. Okay, good one. These these were like I I wanted to see The Rock, mm-hmm. but you know I feel like The Rock is just more of like my favorite brand. You know I I feel like I appreciate more since he left wrestling. Uh, I'm thinking like true. Who are my favorites? Because I wasn't necessarily a rock fan. I was like the corporation fan more than anything. But Randy Orton, I've always been a fan of. Right. Good list. Thank you. So if you put our lists together, by the way, we're just randomly realizing this. If you take two of my people and take two of your people, put them together, that equals evolution. Hands down the greatest faction of all time. <laughs> Confirmed here. Hey. Episode 294. Randy Orton, Ric Flair. Batista, Triple H, Evolution, the greatest faction of all time. There's now no debate about it. That's me, pretty funny, funny, man. That's really funny. Well Evo- done. Evo- Evolution's a mystery. <laughs> wow. But again, I can we go, didn't plan I can, this. I can go on and we, on we didn't about plan this at all. I can I have like again, I have five more pot guys who could be that sixth spot. But I'm happy with my top five. I love it. Somebody even had Alexa Bliss in their list. I just feel like there's no wrong answer here. No, there is again. Really. It's, your I personal, mean, it's your personal thing, and that person obviously has a connection with Alexa Bliss. I don't, and she's the what first woman to win the Raw and SmackDown Women's Champion. Hard argument. Someone has Chris Masters on their list. I apologize. There's a wrong answer to this question. <laughs> <laughs> there, there is a wrong answer. Okay, yeah, I just proved it wrong. <laughs> See, okay, going back to Alexa Bliss, I love Alexa Bliss, so that's yeah. not a knock on her. It's just surprising when you think of all time greats that. They put her on there. I think she's like the best actress uh, in this industry right now. But, you know, I, I agree with you, buddy. There's really no wrong answer, man, because, like, seriously, I mean, this people's own personal. Yeah. So, someone has AJ Styles on their list. I, that, that's the name I thought of. CM Punk. I love CM Punk, man. I, that, that's that's a good one. I, I couldn't put him on my list, man. Like, you know, Randy Orton, for me, I, I, has always been more consistent. Yeah, hands down. You know, I, I've always gravitated a lot towards him. And you know me, I'm a big punk fan. But uh yeah, man, I mean I feel like you really can't go wrong, as you said, man. There's just so many great stars. And so again, this is what you, this is what you personally feel like is your list. So uh kudos to you. If you pick Chris Masters, Macho. can you hit us up and fi- tell me why? Because his career wasn't lengthy. He didn't really do too much as championship wise. He didn't have a long lengthy career. Like why what's your connection to Chris Masters? I'm curious. Hit us up at Shadow Wrestling. Chris Benoit made some of his list. I don't know who that is. is that an indie guy? <laughs> Eddie, how do you feel about Eddie Guerrero? Do you Love feel Eddie like Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero is one of the greats? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Is, is he one of the greats because his career was cut short? Maybe. But he definitely was a heavy. Is he kind of, is he kind of like Andrew Luck in that sense? If we're comparing like people to NFL, like you know, his career was cut short? No. I don't see people thinking Andrew Luck's one of the best of all time. But people do. Though, well, then again, that's a wrong answer. <laughs> but the way Eddie, Eddie Guerrero was just trend, he was he, he uh, broke the mold. He had a great character, he had a great following. There wasn't too many Latinos in the main event picture. He was definitely a role model and inspiration to that generation. Look at Sasha Banks, Patriots do him a lot. I could de- I, there's de- I could definitely see him being an inspiration to a lot of people. It's not knocking Eddie Guerrero. I hope people are not thinking I am knocking him. He's just like he. I don't know for whatever reason he doesn't always immediately come to mind. Like I kind of forget. Let's say I forget. 
But Again, he was very good at what he did. He had a lot of charisma. I, I, for whatever reason, I, just, I always forget putting him in, in that regard. Because you don't have a connection. Very with popular. Him. You don't have a connection with him. He wasn't one of your favorites. But he has a connection with a huge part of his audience. And You know, you know what it is? Because I remember I, there was a period in time where I stopped watching wrestling. So when I stopped watching wrestling, that's when he came to WWE. And I think a lot of people would agree that that's where his best work oh, hands came down. in. Uh, I remember him from WCW. A whole, di- whole different person. Right. Right, I've seen. Don't get me wrong. I've seen clips. I've seen what happened. I've seen some of the matches of the way he had. I've seen, I've seen the famous one with him uh, beating Brock Lesnar. I thought that was awesome. No mercy. Yep. Uh, we won the belt. Yeah. So I, I guess maybe it's because I just wasn't. You're right. I mean, I, I wasn't necessarily uh, emotionally connected to it because I, I'm watching it in hindsight when people are watching that live. The way you're reacting to Eddie Guerrero, I'm sure there's a large part of this audience said the same thing about me picking Batista. But again, I have a connection with this guy. So it's all about our personal top favorites. We're not saying the greatest of all time. We're our personal favorites. And it's who you have a connection with, who you love, who you had a following for. And a lot of people love Eddie Guerrero. I think when Eddie Guerrero beat Brock Lesnar, I, I, could, I could see it right now. I mean, that this is the ultimate David versus Goliath story right there. And that kind of moment of him grabbing the belt, going to the crowd. Yeah. Doing that little shoulder shift. Yeah. Yeah. Eddie Guerrero. Totally get it. Great, great, great pick. But, buddy, I, we, we can talk about all the greats for a long time. I feel like that could be a whole separate show. I was talking about evolution. Well, yeah, man, that's all time. Hands. yeah let's, but let's move on. <laughs> that's what I have for what's trending, buddy. Do you have anything else to add on to this? No, we covered everything. Let's get in some TV. It's time for this week's TV Takedown. Action-packed seven days of wrestling, Marcus. What's your takedown this week? Oh, man. So uh, I, I do actually have a few things to go over, but. One of the things I'm really looking forward to. Oh, what do I leave it off with? You know, I, I'm going to I'm going to kick off with the end of SmackDown. You know, Ronda Rousey, Charlotte Flair. I mean, I, I love that beatdown that happened, the, the, the backstage brawl back there uh, between those two. And something that that caught my eye was the fact that we never we're not used to seeing Ronda Rousey getting her ass kicked, if you will. Nope. Like she's she's usually the one like the last woman standing, getting the better uh, better end of. of whoever she's facing. This is the first time seeing like her on the ground in pain as Charlotte Flair is walking out unscathed. True. That caught that caught my interest. I, I feel like I'm more invested in the storyline than I was before Charlotte and Ronda Rousey. Yeah, really? yeah, there's some intrigue about there's some intrigue about like okay, they brought up some some points here. Charlotte Flair's never tapped out. Ronda Rousey's never tapped out. Who's gonna be the first one to tap out? We know the answer to this, I think. I think there's no way in hell Ronda Rousey is yes. going to tap out, right? But ah, now I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that, you know, like this is going to be a hell of a match, <laughs> I think. Uh, we still have three weeks to go, and things are boiling between these two. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to seeing more of the buildup. I, I think this is going to be one of the cases where the, probably the build is probably going to be better than the match. That's fair. Not to say the match is going to be bad. I think the match will be fine. But oh, I yeah. think the build to this will be better. I just thought it was getting a little boring. I think this feud needed that tonight, and now, yeah, this definitely amped up the feud a little bit. Like this is this is what we needed. Good, boom, perfect. Right, right. Because you're with me, right? It's not. I'm not. I'm not making this up. Like we've never seen Ronda Rousey get no. the, uh, not have the upper hand. No. Like even how she lost at WrestleMania was kind of like questionable. Questionable. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I don't know. For me, like, that's interesting. That, that's well done. Uh, whoever came up with that segment, very well done. Also, I don't, and, I don't know why, but it was very reminiscent of the 
last time they brawled backstage when all three of them were handcuffed in the cop cars and they still, I was all, thinking all just kicking each other. I'm like, I was thinking, yeah. And I'm, I'm glad I'm glad they didn't uh, repeat any spots oh, yeah. or like the, the broken glass or anything like that. I was yeah. kind of expecting it. Couldn't do that. But uh, no, they, they didn't. That was a brutal chokehold Charlotte Flair had run in. Yep. Good. They could always do a they could always do a whole thing of Ronda pass out too, actually. Now that I think mm, about it. That seems more likely. Yeah. I can oh, see that. Man, I see now that. now I don't know. Maybe oh man. Now now I'm actually now, now even more now that I think about it, I'm letting this sink in. But yeah, I'm definitely all about this match. I can't wait. <laughs> good, that's what that what they want you to feel after that segment, which is good. That means they did their job. Oh no, totally. Hey, listen, when the writers when they do their jobs right on uh, on WWE, they hit it out of the park. Yep, it, it, it just it just feels like they're always trying to hit that home run. You know, it, there's nothing there's nothing wrong with getting on base, hitting a double. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's either they, they're going for the home run or they're striking out. It's one or the other. My opinion. Fair enough. But uh, some other things too, like uh, staying on SmackDown. Though Pat McAfee getting to that brawl with Awesome Theory. Yeah, that's cool. Well done. Well done. I love seeing that side of Pat McAfee kicked Austin Theory's ass. Yeah. Got a little roughed up, though. You see, like, some bleeding behind the ear. I was I was about to say, yeah. Yeah, maybe Pat got a little carried away. I don't know what happened there. But I thought it was uh, it was cool how they had a security escort Pat McAfee out, right? And Michael Cole sold it at the end. Like, we don't know what's going to happen with Pat McAfee going forward in the commentary. Like, you know, commentary's not supposed to do that. That's, that's his job, blah, blah, blah. Now to make you think, how, what's this going to happen going forward with, with Pat McAfee? Like, you know, is he going to stay on commentary? Does he want to transition to wrestling? Did you see his um his thing on Pat McAfee's show? His video package talking about his dream? No. Of being a, a oh dude, fantastic. I, I would say let's play it here, but it's six minutes long. Uh, but you know, he's talking about this was always his dream to be a WWE wrestler to wrestle at WrestleMania. There you yeah, go. Yeah, he showed clips. Of, it, it, was, it was very passionate, very well done. Uh, so it's to make me think, will Pat McAfee stay in commentary or will he transition to be a full-time wrestler? I was wondering why they were escorting him backstage because he didn't really do anything like to warrant being escorted. I loved how Michael Cole sold it, like you just said. Michael Cole sold it really well. Yeah. Great, great storytelling there. And builds intrigue as well. He's great at commentary. I hope he doesn't leave. I don't see him being a full-time performer with everything he has going on in his other careers. I think well, being one to be brought up. Pat McAfee brought up something very uh, interesting during the dinner promo I talked about. He's actually losing money doing this because he does a show, yeah. right? The Pat McAfee show. And he flies out his, his own jet. Hmm. He has to fly himself out to whatever venue it is. So he's actually losing money by doing this. He brought this up because he's, but he's doing this. He doesn't care. He does this because he loves this. There you go. That's so the answer, it, it, it's making me, it's making me think how, how sustainable is this for him to keep on going in the commentary to transition? Now, maybe not to full time wrestler, but like more so like uh, you know every now and then. I don't think I don't I, now that I think that I don't necessarily think he's going to be a full time commentator in SmackDown. I, I I don't know if that's sustainable. I don't think he's losing that much. I think he's okay. Maybe he means he's losing money from the WWE paycheck, but he has a billion other things going on. I think he'll be fine. Maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe, maybe stops flying private. I don't know. Yeah, that's the first thing I thought of. <laughs> but I don't know. It, it's interesting to see. 
I'm, I'm actually pumped for this match. I, you know, uh, I tweeted out today on Shot of Wrestling Twitter. We talked about last week how th- this is a match we're looking forward to mm-hmm. between Pat McAfee and Austin Theory. It definitely picked it up another notch here, kind of doubling down, I think, what we're seeing from last week. Yeah. I think this is going to be a, a damn good matchup. Uh, someone uh, kind of quote retweeted that and he's kind of like laughed at it, saying, No way in hell. I, I think it's because, like, maybe A, either they don't necessarily know what Pat McAfee can do, or B, like, Austin Theory, I mean, he, I feel like he hasn't really he hasn't really lived up to the hype of, as far as what me, you know what he can do in WWE. I'm willing, like, to put, I, I, I'm willing to put money on whoever fucking requ- said that does not know what he can do in NXT, has not seen him versus Adam Cole, has not seen him in war games. Well, not, not even a Pat McAfee, but I'm talking about Austin Theory. Maybe they don't know what Austin Theory can do, what he's capable of, because... We've seen glimmers of hope with him in Raw, but we've seen Austin Theory outside of WWE. And a lot of people have The man is more incapable. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's a lot of upside to Austin Theory. I'm talking about Pat McAfee, though. He's just a commentator. He's a football guy. He's a podcast host. Again, we talked about it a week or two ago. Not many people know what he can do in the ring. And so this person obviously doesn't know his NXT background. And this person will probably, willing to put money on it, eat his words when this match happens. He won't, he won't be laughing I, then. You know Keep sleeping on this match if you are. Please. Keep sleeping on this match. It'll make Set us... that bar low for yourself because it's going to blow your mind when you see it. It'll make us right again, which we usually are. Absolutely. At least one of Absolutely. And then going on to uh, one other thing here before uh, going to you here. Talking about AEW now switching gears. William Regal going to AEW. I feel like that's a huge get for them, man. Uh, and then also seeing him team up with Brian Danielson and John Moxley. Especially after that crazy match that those two had, did not expect to see William Regal pop out there like that. But then it all made sense, especially in his promo on Dynamite. By the way, kudos to William Regal, the Ultimate Pro, going on Twitter apologizing to everyone. A man with his stature should not be able, should not have to apologize, but yeah. setting the example once again by by leading, apologizing to people for going over in his time. Respect. I uh, wish more people would do that. Uh, even though he he probably doesn't even have to, but he did. Emotional promo. Especially in the beginning, talking about his relationship with Tony, I'm very curious to see how the, how this team functions, man. The Brian Danison, John Moxley, like is, is their polar opposites, but What's, it seems like he's a, he's yeah. a manager. Yeah, he's he's their manager. But also at the same time, though, I, I'm just thinking, I'm looking forward to see like what type of impact William William Regal has, especially with the young blood there in AEW, because like he did a lot for NXT. And anytime like I hear someone that that worked out at the performance center, said nothing but great things to say about William Regal, but the advice that he gave, like someone like Vicious Vicky, uh, talked about the advice that William Regal would give. The dude, the dude is just he's a he's a savant when it comes to wrestling. Last year, the putties. I think we both agreed that Daniel Bryan was the acquisition of the year. Yeah. But we're two and a half months in. I think William Regal might be the acquisition of the year. I mean, so you agree? Just because not only him as a powerful on-screen role, because they don't have an on-screen power figure anyway. Now he's going to be this managerial role. You know he's great on the mic. His mind alone is just fucking amazing. What he can teach the young guys, what he's been doing at NXT, the Performance Center for the last decade or so. It's been so worthwhile. A lot of people credit William Regal where they are right now. And that's something I think, believe, I don't know too much about the infrastructure of AEW, is what they've been missing. Mm. Now they got you know, see, bro, they brought in a lot of great minds from, from WWE. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Chris Jericho was always talked about being like a ring general. Brian Danielson, uh, again, his wrestling IQ is off the charts. They brought in, like, you know, experienced big guys like, uh, like uh, Paul White and Mark Henry. But 
I think out of everyone that we've mentioned, I think William Regal is the biggest loss WWE had. Well, everything, everything you just said, ring general, big guys. But what William Regal is credited with is teaching. Yeah. Teaching the new up and the, generation. The, and they don't have a teacher. Now they do. There are people like, yeah, I mean, well said, buddy. Because there, there are people that, that can play the game, right, at an all-time level. Like someone like Michael Jordan, like the, one of the best. Some people will even say the best at basketball. But can you coach? People often at that level can't really coach because it's a whole different skill. Yep. William Regal has that ability to coach and teach and to pass that down. We've seen what he did with people in NXT. NXT was like the hottest brand at one point until Kevin Dunn got his hands on it. Yeah, so biggest biggest pickup for them. Buddy, that, that's my TV take. I actually had more than I thought I did going into this, but yeah. Yeah, what do you? What about you, man? Yeah, you took up a lot of my time. Now I got to cut it short. That's all. You're welcome. This past weekend was Impact presented their monthly special sacrifice. Randomly, it was Jay White versus Alex Shelley. The returning Alex Shelley. Alex Shelley was involved in a big time storyline with his partner Chris Saban, Motor City Machine Guns. They were having a big match, and then a Alex Shelley bowed out. He disappeared. He just took his ball and went home. Mm-hmm. He left during the height of pandemic. He cut a promo explaining his actions, not really explaining it, but explaining it. He had to leave. He has other, he has other obligations to take care of. It's not, he doesn't have COVID. It wasn't COVID-related, but he had other obligations to take care of. The report came out a couple weeks later that he was a nurse. Maybe so. Maybe he's he was on the front lines. But we haven't seen him since. And for seeing him just to randomly appear on a an Impact Plus special against Jay White for no, no hype, no meaning, no storyline, just randomly match. I'm like, what the fuck is this? I mean, there was a lot of hype for it on Twitter, I'll tell you that. Then we found out on Impact, that promo between Alex Shelley and Jay White. I rewatched it before the show started again because I had to watch it again. Great exchange between these two guys. These two guys obviously have a long-ass history with each other. Uh, they didn't do this promo before the match at Sacrifice because that would have made a lot more sense because that match had no context. But this promo was just... Freaking amazing. We got to hear from the Bullet Club. We, have, we haven't heard too much of the Bullet Club. I saw somebody on Twitter post. Um, we had El Fantasmo. We had Hikaleo. We had Chris Bay version of the Bullet Club. And none of them really spoke. We talked about the Bullet Club at all. But now we have the Bullet Club, the Good Brothers, Jay White, Chris Bay, talking about the Bullet Club, rocking the Bullet Club insignia. Now we have the actual Bullet Club here in Impact. Now they're going against Alex Shelley and Chris Sabin came back to defend his partner. I'm so happy Alex Shelley's back in Impact. I am looking forward to Alex Shelley, Chris Saban next week, going against Jay White and Chris Bay. That match is probably going to steal the show. Impact is just freaking killing it. Impact is hitting on all cylinders. Starting the show with Josh Alexander coming back and his promo against Eddie Edwards. Eddie Edwards is a great heel. Eddie Edwards' character work, you're a big character work guy, has been is blowing me away the last three weeks as from what from I've seen him in the last two years. He's killing it right now. And their war words, it was just... Really freaking amazing. Impact started the show strong, middle of the show was strong, end of the show was strong. I'm looking forward to next week's Impact to follow through on this. Oh, my God. Have we gotten the ratings report? Because Impact, you're right, has just been tearing it up week after week after week. I mean, they started off the year very strong, and I feel like they haven't let up ever since. Glad to see Josh Alexander back uh, resigning. I think that was a big move. That was, I think that was a good move for both Impact and Josh Alexander. Not only him, but Eddie Edwards also resigned a lengthy contract this week. So you had Eddie Edwards, right. Josh Alexander, now holding this war words, setting up this great feud. But both are the face of Impact right now, and they have been locked into a long-term contract. So great for Impact. 
Yeah, Impact is uh, they're doing all the right moves, man. They're doing all the right. And did Moose resign too? Right? Yeah, he's on a couple months ago. Yeah, and Deanna Parato has resigned as well a little while back. So they 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 have their their main pieces there. I feel like all those people that we just mentioned: Eddie Edwards, Moose, Josh Alexander, Deanna Parato. Those are their main. They're, they're pillars, if you will, if you want to use an AEW term that they use. Yeah. Uh, look at the history, because what's your big, big an impact? You jump ship to go to WE, or maybe now AEW. They've locked down right. a lot of their biggest names to long-term deals. The sky's the limit now for impact. And totally. And then also with people from ROH, uh, apparently the Briscoes aren't going anywhere anytime soon. You know, you have people from New Japan. And then, of course, any free agents that pop up. So, I mean, impact's a good place to be, man. <laughs> Yeah, in a knockout division, we 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 will never stop shutting up about that. Nope. Last week I mentioned I was looking forward to this LA Knight Grayson Waller last man standing match. You want a quick follow up? Then fucking fantastic, great match. Really enjoyed that. A lot of good use of weapons and that fucking elbow drop on the table from the top rope. That little cross that was like a- cross leg thing he does. He did it twice. It, it, it kind of reminded me of like D'Lo Brown's uh, frog splash, but it was like an elbow drop instead. Mm. I don't thought about that. That's interesting. Dolph Ziggler's the new so NXT that, champion, huh? That also took surprise. a lot of people by surprise there. But uh, I love it. Love it. I'm not hating on that. Great job. So, rumor, rumor has it, though, that we could possibly see Braun Breaker versus Dolph Ziggler at WrestleMania for an NXT championship. Putty, do you think this could be a thing? They talked about having an NXT World Championship on WrestleMania. I think it was two years ago, maybe before the pandemic. Might have been three years ago. Didn't happen, of course. I don't see that happening. This is probably going to headline... Stand and deliver. They probably want to give Braun Breaker that moment in front of the biggest crowd in NXT 2.0 history. Have him win it in front of actually a live crowd. I'm looking forward to it, man. Looking forward to this rematch. Dolph, Dolph Ziggler versus Braun Breaker. That should be fun. At stand and I deliver. mean, it, it's not completely out of possibility, man. I mean, it's a two-night show. Uh, it will get more eyes on the NXT championship. I mean, why else would you put championship on Dolph Ziggler, an active Raw superstar? Did you hear the rumor? I'm sure you did. That this was because they're pulling the trigger on Braun Breaker quicker, and then he's going to be called up at the main roster. I don't see that I happening. I hope that's false. I, I hope, hope that's too, false. that would just—he has no spot on the main roster right now. So hope, he's, hope. he's not ready. He's still green. Oh, what what podcast was it? I think it was after the bell with Corey Graves. They were talking about they did the math. He's only had under, less than thirty matches. Stole the show he at War Games. The main roster. He has the championship of NXT. Great matches. Great feud. With under 30 matches, and Vic Joseph was saying, I really had this conversation with Wade Barrett. He goes, can you imagine doing all this stuff with 30 matches? Wade Barrett's response was, I can't imagine doing all that stuff he's done in 30 matches without I had 400 matches. I still can't imagine it to this day. What he's doing is freaking phenomenal. It's a anomaly. But I still think it's too soon for the main <laughs> roster. Okay, I was about to say. Like, yeah, I mean, he, he's doing really well right he's, now. He goes to the main but- roster, he's going to get lost. He's no spot in the main roster. He's right totally now. gonna get lost. Like yeah. he, he definitely needs to be more groomed, if you will. Not, not only that, I'm an NXT. Not only up, that, especially NXT like, needs him. NXT does need him. Yeah, agreed in that. But the main roster is just so full; he'll get lost in the shuffle. And like, especially when, yeah, there's a lot of potential there with Braun Breaker. Like, I do see a lot of like John Cena. Yeah, he's, he's the next big thing. Like, he could be the next star. So why, why rush it? It's it's kind of equivalent of like. This past year, uh, this uh, draft class, right? Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, uh, Mac Jones, Trey Lance. Uh, I'm forgetting the other one. But, you know, like these guys, except for San Francisco, 
they, they, they're rushing these guys so fast. You know, let, let them possibly Patrick Mahomes. Let them sit for a year or two and learn the ropes and get them ready to go to the big game, the big time match. That's why I think they should, should do with Braun Breaker. Let him be in NXT for the next couple of years or so. Build up. He's still young. Build him up. Let him learn the ropes a little bit more and then get him back. Get, get him onto the main stage there. Yeah, it's going to happen. I don't think Min Ross, I think it was just the people on Twitter doing what people on Twitter do. I, I, I hope so, man. I'm looking forward to this match between Dolph Ziggler. Cause that, that, that triple threat was great. I really enjoyed that match. Now, one-on-one, Braun Breaker and the biggest match on NXT 2.0 history with the greatest, biggest crowd. That should be a show stealer as well. And just solidify Braun Breaker's position as the face of 2.0. But can we just talk about, yeah, before I'm... we move on real quick, that RKO, was that the greatest RKO oh. of all time? There are a lot of great RKOs a lot of options. of all time, man. A lot of options. A lot of options. Where's that rank in your list? It's definitely top 10 for sure. Maybe top five. It might be like that rotating five that you talked about earlier. Definitely top five. I can't even think of 10 RKOs that match that. Definitely in the top five. I mean, the the one he did to uh, Evan Bourne definitely sticks out as number one for me. That was number one. And then he did it to Seth Rollins at WrestleMania 31. That was number one. That sticks out. The one way he did at WrestleMania against The Undertaker, the choke slam to the RKO sticks out to me as well. Oh, I totally forgot about that one. Yeah. So it was just that. I'm like, what the fuck was that? Great job. I mean, great RKO. Going back to your thing, uh, top five performer of all time, Randy Orton. Money in the Bank as well. He's he's done some cool ones there. Again, we'd be here all night. I didn't ask you. Yeah. Because we could, again, keep debating this all night because Randy <laughs> Orton is fucking phenomenal. But that RKO. And I just love how he always comes up with this unique jaw-dropping moments to hit an RKO. I'm like, well, he didn't he talk about in Stone Cold's podcast? Isn't it like more like people come up to him, it's like, hey, you know, can we can we have a cool spot for an RKO? Because he said a lot of the time it's just it's not him doing a lot of the work. You know, he he brought up the one about Evan Bourne. Like he, he all he just did was kind of like flat back. It was like really Evan Bourne that did all the work. Oh yeah, there. you can tell this time too with um, Chad Gable. He didn't do anything. Chad Gable did all the work. Seth Rollins yeah. did all the work. It, most of the RKO is all the guy doing the work. Right. Especially this high spot. All Randy Orton has to do is make sure he's in the right moment. Put his arms up. That's all he has to do. He 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 does time it right, though. He does yeah. time it perfectly, it's just actually. Great. I just, I just, but he, I don't think we, I don't he think does we, put over everyone else. I don't think we talk about TV this week without mentioning that RKO. Because everyone's talking about that. Talking about trending. Every Monday night on Twitter, that was what everyone was talking about. And that's why Randy Orton's my top five. <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> Edge, great promo. That was all right. Just the different side. I thought it was dark. Right. I love the lighting. I love that. I love what he said. That lighting just solidified. Like, oh, this is a fucking different side of Edge. I've seen. I've seen this Edge in a while. Great time. I feel like it wasn't a bad promo. I feel like I've seen better promos from him. It didn't necessarily get me as invested. Really, I just thought the lighting killed it. It, it, it was the aesthetics of yeah. it made it better. I guess then I wasn't listening to the word words. It was, was like I was Undertaker like, light. I was watching the aesthetics of it. I'm like, damn, that's fucking creepy. Is he going to go back to, like, corporate ministry edge? Because he likes to go to the throwbacks. Something to look forward to when we come. I mean, yeah, that match. I mean, we talked about Austin Theory and uh, and Pat McAfee still on the show. I mean, God, Edge in the AJ Styles have the potential to go down as one of the best matches in WrestleMania history. Uh, but then again, you know, I, I thought that, that about Randy Orton, AJ Styles, and... Unfortunately, there was a lighting issue that probably took the fans out of that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, but I remember that being a damn good match. But it didn't quite live up to the hype that people thought it would. But we, we shall 
Do you, Matt? Anyway, Mark, I could talk all night about this week of TV, but let's uh, let's wrap things up. Let's get in some go-home thoughts. Um, let me cut you off. Let me start real quick. This past week, I had a sleep study done. Ooh, I don't okay. know what I talked about on the show. I talked about with you. I had to go for a sleep study to see if I have fucking sleep apnea. So I went to this place. I had to spend the night at this place with all these fucking shit attached to my face and the head. One of the things they specifically told me was make sure you bring something comfortable to sleep in. I'm like, yeah, okay, duh. Okay. So I, wore, I brought some sweatpants and I brought my shot of wrestling t-shirt. Okay. Always got to represent the brand. And on the back of that t-shirt, if you have one, it says wrestling brings people together. That statement was solidified this past week because I had a guy come into my room who was supposed to set me up and he saw my shirt. He goes, shot of wrestling, what's that? I'm like, oh, it's the podcast I do. He goes, about professional wrestling? I'm like, yeah. He goes, that's cool. And then we start talking about wrestling and stuff. And he goes, well, um, I forgot what he said. He goes, well, how long have you been doing it? I'm like, doing this six years. I'm old. I've been, I've been watching my, my whole life. I'm 30, I just turned 39. He goes, you're not old. I just turned 43. Oh, wow. He looked like he was 22, by the way. He's like, a new 20. Yeah. He goes, you don't, your generation doesn't know about guys like Macho Man or Randy Savage. So it, was, it was a couple years difference. Of course I do. I'm like, yeah, dude, yeah. of course. Macho Man's awesome. He had him, he had Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior. He goes, no, those guys are boring. You're talking about Macho Man. He kept talking about Macho Man, how great Macho Man was. So I guess that's his favorite wrestler of all time. <laughs> oh, Macho Man was great. Yeah, of course he was. What he was supposed to do, he didn't get a chance to do because the woman who, who was supposed to hook me up, she ended up coming in. And um, she was like, all right, you, um, you can go now. He's like, oh, one more thing. Hold on. I got to show him something. Go, he has a phone. He goes through his phone and he shows me a picture of him and Ric Flair. Oh, that's dope. He told me he was doing a signing. He went to go do it. And he's like, oh, please, please. I don't care how much it costs me. Please put me in the figure four or give me a chop. He goes, you know what? Actually, funny story. I used to do that all the time. People request it. I had no problem doing the figure four. I had no problem doing the chop. But this day and age, I'm not, I'm not legally allowed to do it anymore. <laughs> Like, oh, legally allowed to do. Yeah. But anyway, just a quick little story because on the back of the shirt, it said wrestling brings people together. Here I am in a sleep study talking to a complete stranger about wrestling. Brings us together. Just solidified that statement. It was, we had like a 15-minute conversation about wrestling. You know, it's, it's funny that you, you, you say that. It kind of brings me back to how I met a friend of mine, actually, Kevin Nicholas. Kevin, well, goes by Kevin Nicholas. Kevin Wood is a real name. He, uh, he was actually on the show before. So how I met him, he actually, I was uh, I was doing a show for Comedy Central, right? Uh, Al- Alternado, whatever the show it was called, I forgot. Anywho, he was uh, he was a PA, and he was wearing a Cactus Jack shirt. So I picked up on that. We started talking about wrestling. The dude, I feel like people were yelling him on his headset, like for him to go back doing his job because we were just BSing the whole time about That's wrestling, happens, yeah. and became good friends after that. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. Wrestling does bring people together, man. Not just a cool catchphrase Green Man came up with. It was it's real because there's many times we've been out at WrestleMania cities at bars and Green Man starts talking to people. He's a social butterfly, and there's lengthy conversations. We hang out with these guys the rest of the night because we're talking about wrestling. It's just wrestling brings people together. It's not just a cool catchphrase on the back of our fucking t-shirt. But is that something else we got to talk about next week? We're not doing the show. We're off next week, but we're not off, Marcus. What are we doing next weekend? We will be at the return of BCW. Queen of the North Three at Ridgefield Park, New Jersey, this coming Saturday. Dude, I am stoked for this. You have Darius Carter defending the BCW World Heavyweight Championship against Marina Shafir. You have Vanity defending her BCW Women's Championship against Ruthless Lala. Ruthless Lala has been calling her out for months. 
oh man, there's definitely gonna be fire there in that match. And then of course, yeah, my boys, the East Coast Syndicate, proving to everyone, everyone that they are not paper champions, that they're just not a fluke, that they are the real deal as they defend their championship against Blonde Force Trauma. AJ Pan, I see you, my man. I will be there ringside. I know you'll be there with your girls. It's going to be a fight. And, of course, we have the Queen of the North tournament. We're going to crown a new Queen of the North. The winner goes on to championship opportunities. The last few times Queen of the North has been crowned, they have gone on to be champions. So we shall see who that will be. We have Shaza McKenzie there. We have Luscious Latasha. We have Danny Moe. Uh, we have so many people there. I, I'm blanking out the names right now. So my apologies. Queen of the Monsters match is also happening. Dude, this card is stacked. I'm stoked for this, buddy. Yeah, man, can't wait. I was unable to go to the BCW anniversary show in Atlantic City. So this is my first BCW show in over two years. I'm looking forward to going home, man. BCW is awesome. Tickets are still available. So make sure you get them while you can because it's not a show you want to miss. I missed also the last time's last Queen of the North show. And uh, you... Green Man, AJ, Eric were telling me what I missed. And it's fun to hear what happened on the show, but it sucks that what you missed. So you make sure you want to be there in person because there's stuff that you don't crowd, want to miss. That crowd was electric, man. Uh, and, you know, this uh, our first show back. I, I think it's safe to say COVID's over? No. I wouldn't go that I, okay, far. Well, I'm not one well, of those people. Well, 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 now the restrictions are lifted up. I feel like, you know, it, the I last feel like beast- hibernation. Whatever. So BCW anniversary, you know, there were the restrictions there, you know, spaced out, people masked up, COVID tests and all that. So, it, you know, it was, people were uneasy. There was, it was kind of, it was cool, but at the same time, like uneasiness. Like, this time, man, like I, I feel like we're going to have like back to the old times, man. I, I'm stoked for that. Should be a good time. March 19th, Ridgefield Park, New Jersey, Queen of the North 3. Make sure you check out BCW's social medias. To get your tickets while they still can, if they're available by the time the show posts. But Bree Combination Wrestling, man. Queen of North 3, it's going to be a show. So That's we, we, we'll be busy next weekend doing that. So we won't be here producing our normal show next weekend. But we'll back the following week, the entire recap of Queen of the North. But it, it, if you can't make it to Ridgefield Park, New Jersey, I believe it's also on what you said, Fight TV? Uh, Fight TV and I think Title Match Network, I believe. So if you're not in the tri-state area, it's not in New Jersey. You've been hearing us talk about it for months. If you're a diehard fan of the show, you've been talking about it for years. Check out BCW Bree Combination Wrestling. B-R-I-I Combination Wrestling. Yeah, but they're back, dude. Hey, it's my home promotion, so I'm, I'm so excited for that. I forgot who was it with you. Might have been Green Man. With the folding of Evolve, there's a big hole here in the New York City tri-state area for that big indie promotion. And I think BCW is going to fill that hole very quickly. So get in on the ground floor while you can. It feels weird saying that after four years, but BCW is going to be where it's at in a couple of years. So make sure you get in. I mean, just, 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 I mean, just look at the people that performed at BCW. Like, you know, MJF has been at BCW. Uh, Chris Statlander has been at BCW. Sony Kiss has been at BCW. Austin Theory, we talked about before, yeah. BCW. I, you know, the, the, the list goes on, man. Like Tasha Steele said, new impact knockouts champion is BCW. Yep. Like so, so many people have gone on 
the the main stage and uh, do great things over there. Hey, indep- independent wrestling, man, it's really where it's at, dude. So, again, if you can't make it to Bridgefield Park, New Jersey, it's on Fight TV, title match. Also, check out your local backyard. You're on Indie Wrestling Star. Again, we talk about it a lot of times the guys you watch in your backyard, like we did with Tasha Steeles, like we did with Austin Theory, will be on TV in the next couple of years. So, you want to say, I saw them when? Exactly. Exactly. But, buddy, I think it's time to wrap it up, man. I'm about, about to, time. I got a fucking game to play. I got to kick your ass. Yeah, I am. I'm on a cell. Oh, yeah. That, can I'm, I play? I'm, I'm, I'm tired, too. If you come over here, you can. Or you get an Xbox at your house. We do it live. Yeah. I, I have a PlayStation 4 that I haven't used in a long time. Oh, man. I forgot to mention, WWE 2K22 was also cross-platform. Wait, what? You can, pl- you can play a cross-platform. I don't know how that works. I've never done that before. It's this brand new technology in the video game world. But if you have... That's really cool. If you have PlayStation 4, I think we could play. But I will get back to you later in the week when I find out more of what's going on. Let me know, because if that's the case, I may be tempted to get the game then. If that's the case. I mean, it is the case, but I don't know if it's just like a PlayStation 5, Xbox X1 thing, or if it's all... No, no, no. Yeah, I don't see how that makes sense get it. if they're on the same server. So, anyway, Geek Talk. Oh, oh my God. Mark Schwann, please. All right. Bring it home. All right, guys. So, thank you so much for listening, uh, especially towards the end here as we're rambling on about possibly playing each other cross, uh, cross, I was cross promotions, but cross consoles, if you will, whatever. I'm totally not a gamer. But, guys, you can find me at yourfavoriteactor.com. All my social media links are on there. Shaw Wrestling's also on there. Uh, also, where you can listen to Shaw Wrestling. Besides, wherever you're listening on right now, you can listen to Spotify, uh, iTunes, Google, iHeartRadio, pretty much wherever people listen to Amazon. Uh, wherever listen, Amazon now? Really? Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Did not know that. So pretty much wherever you listen to your podcast, you can listen to us. Uh, but the biggest thing that I'm asking for you, as a favor, please give us a rating. Give us a review. Let us know your thoughts on the show and how we're doing, what we can do better any recommendations, or just give us a thumbs up and tell us what you like about us, what we're doing right. We keep on doing that. Uh, but, yeah, it gives us a really good gauge as far as, like, you know, how we're doing with the show and what we do better. That's really what we're looking for here from you guys. Uh, but we do appreciate you. We love you. Uh, Putty, where can they find you? I mean, it's no secret. You find me at Mark J. Putty. Mark Schwann's been in the show for three years, but we've seen it for the last six shows from the fans to the fans. Get involved in the conversation. Hit us up on our social media. Shout out wrestling inbox charleston.com sends an email I want to hear from you i just don't want to sit here every friday night here mark schwan babbling on about bullshit i want to hear what you have to say so get involved in the conversation yeah buddy gets tired of me talking <laughs> especially when he's so wrong all the time oh my god jesus i'm not wrong oh okay anyway for hollywood mark schwan for wb2k22 i've been your host at mark j party until next week until two weeks Party up. Hey baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh my. And maybe you seem a bit confused, yeah baby, but I got you pinned. Ha 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 But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night everybody. <laughs> <laughs>